0: God, don't pass me by. Come on, do I got anybody in here that can just stand to their feet and say, "Do not pass me by. Do not pass me by. Do not pass me by. I need a breakthrough." I need a breakthrough. Am I by myself? Is there anybody else here that says, I need a breakthrough. I've been praying about this thing, and God, you're in the room, so do not pass me by. Do not pass me by. Yeah. Master, Savior, don't pass me by. I need deliverance, don't pass me by. I need healing in my body, don't pass me by. My child is acting up, don't pass me by. My children are going crazy, don't pass me by. My spouse is on some other stuff, don't pass me by. Master, Savior, do not pass me by. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, 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 my. my. Just to hand me that towel, please. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'm, a, I'm trying to let it go. I just, <laughs> just wanna trying to sigh, you know. Just all right. Got to get through this message, but when you need something from God, sometimes you got to breach protocol and just say, it's me, Lord, not my mother, not my father, not my brother, nor my sister, but it's me, Lord, and I'm standing in need of something. I'm standing in need. Breakthrough, all right, all right. Yeah, do not pass me by. I know my neighbor needs something, but I'm talking about me right now. I know they're going through something, but I'm selfish right now. It's, it's like when you're riding on the plane, they say, get your oxygen mask first before you help somebody else. This is for me. Yeah, yeah, I put my mask on first. All right. To the glory of God, to our Lord and Savior. Jesus the Christ, to I, to the blessed Holy Spirit that seals and secures us until the day of redemption. To my main man. My dad, my pastor, my friend, my guy, Pastor Venice. Come on, can we celebrate Pastor Venice? 26 years and his beautiful wife was Lady Porschea. Yeah. And, and Britt, they're watching online. Yeah. Yeah. 26 26 years. The Ventus family has served the New Mission Missionary Baptist Church. Hallelujah. You know how many funerals that is? how many weddings that is, how many hospital visits that is, how many prayers have been lifted, how many phone calls he's taken, how many counseling sessions. 26 years. And if you know anything about Pastor, he does not stop ever. (laughs) It's his anniversary, and I'm sure he took a call this morning. Yeah, I'll be there later. He gonna be on vacation texting. (laughs) He just doesn't stop. That says a lot about who God has called him to be. Yeah, but it also says a lot about how much he loves you. Yeah, so one more time, let's celebrate our pastor. Come on, come on, you can do better than that. Come on, you can do better, that. stand to your feet and let's celebrate, he doesn't like this. So we gonna celebrate it, telling we love him, telling him we appreciate him, because God has been good to us through you, and that every week we get something out of the word. And I'm an online member, <laughs> and every week I get my sermon for next week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> I get something to take home. You can never log into New Mission and not find Pastor Venus being guilty of not preaching. Never. He is guilty every week of preaching the Word of God. You don't find that too often. In this social media reels clip of society, everybody wants two minutes of fame. Every week, there is a word from the Lord that penetrates not the depths of our heart, but the corridors of our soul. So I'm honored to be here today to celebrate with Pastor Venice 26th years of pastoral ministry. And Britt, and the baby, and Taylor, who's watching online. Hey, y'all. Talked to Britt last night. He said he was gonna be online, so good to see you. Make a comment, Britt, so they know that you're on. <laughs> Don't make me lie. I told you, told me you was gonna be online, Britt. Where that camera at? All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's out of town. So, but uh, there is a word from the Lord if you have your Bibles. Zechariah chapter four, verse five through seven. Are you ready? Oh, it's right there. It reads this way. Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. let read verse seven. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, flat. He shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. For our time to share together today, I wanna preach from this thought, your condition is not your conclusion. Father, even now, I pray that you would anoint me afresh, that you would move me out of the way, and use what you've given me to preach your word. I pray that your Shekinah glory would fill this room, and that we would have an unusual encounter with you today. It's in Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Do me a favor and testify, prophesy, excuse me, to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. Your condition condition. is not your conclusion. conclusion. Nah, that's the wrong neighbor because they would have shouted and tore that. Let me find somebody else. Say, neighbor, your condition is not your conclusion. Yeah, come on, give God some praise right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a story of a woman who came from wealth. Her parents were wealthy. She married into wealth. She had everything. Had a beautiful car, beautiful handbags, beautiful clothes. Her most prized possession was her home. Her home was laid out. Had a great big old basement layered on top of three floors, crown molding on the outside. We ain't even in the inside yet. The lawn looks manicured and flowers are everywhere, big, great cathedral-looking ceilings when you walk in. Molding and gold doorposts. It was just a beautiful home. Oak, hardwood floors, they're real stuff. Not the laminate. (laughs) She didn't have quartz countertops. She had granite countertops. Flown in from Italy somewhere. She, She had a beautiful home. And the reality of her home is that her home was not even her vision. Her home was her father-in-law's vision that her husband built for her. It's an interesting home. It was interesting. It had all these intricate details. Her children were born in this home. Had all dinners and everything. All the family gathered at this house. This was the house. One day. They were out of town in this beautiful house, burned to the ground. Sound like you know this story. Burned to the ground. All those memories, all of those holidays, all of those decorations, all of the pictures, everything that they had burned to the ground. Not only did the house burn to the ground, but they had money and things stored in the house. That was gone too. Here they are now looking at the ruins of this house. No insurance policy, no, nothing to back it. Parents have gone on to be with the Lord. Here they are, just land and the ruins. She got her stuff and pulled up in her car and just started to walk around the neighborhood. Tears in her eyes, trying to think about what they were going to do. That was an old lady that walked up to her and said, baby, what's the matter with you? She said, I'm going through some stuff. She said, yeah, yeah, you're going through some stuff. I, I saw the house and it's in bad shape. She said, I remember we used to sit on the porch and and drink tea and and talk. She said, yeah. She said, this is a terrible situation that you're dealing with. But the key word is that you're going through it. And as you go through it, you're going to get strength and you're going to begin to recover what it is that you have lost. Lady still had tears in her eyes because she could not understand that she was going through while she was in it. It seemed like she was stuck in position, stuck in posture, could not move. And the lady said, you have to keep on going. Then another lady walked up and said, what y'all talking about? She said, you, did you see the house? She said, no, I didn't, I didn't see the house. She said her house burned to the ground, everything was lost and she's going through a tough, tough season. And she said, I got a word for you. She said, she always got a word. <laughs> she always got a script. she always got something. She don't want your word. She said, no, I'm telling you, I got a word for you. She said, I, I see what you're going through. I hear, I, I understand that you've lost everything, but your condition is not your conclusion. She said, she said what you talking about? She, 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 she said, I, I understand that you're dealing with some stuff. I, I, I know the house is burned down. I know that, 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 that you've lost stuff, but this condition... It's not your conclusion. And I guess I better drive this car in your driveway and tell you I know you're going through some stuff. I know you're dealing with some stuff. I know you got more year than you got money. I, I know the unemployment line is long. I understand you've been robbing Peter and Paul and still can't pay neither one of them. I understand that you got some issues on the inside that you're dealing with. I know your mind has been going in circles and you've been dealing with some stuff, but your condition is not your conclusion. Let me put some Bible on that. There's a woman who has a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and Jesus shows up at the temple and heals her, puts her body back up and she stands up straight because her condition was not her conclusion. That's a woman with the issue of blood for 12 long years. She pressed her way, pushed her way through the crowd, grabbed his clothes. He healed her body because her condition was not her conclusion. That was 10 lepers at the gate and at this gate they needed to be healed and Jesus walked up to them Said go show yourself to the priest One came back saying my hands look new My feet look new Because the condition was not His conclusion and if you look Back over your life if you look back From now to the pandemic You can testify that your Condition is not Your conclusion That you still got your mind That you still Got mobility of your limbs You can still talk, you can still walk, your life might be turned upside down, but your condition is not your conclusion. (sighs) That, my friends, this story, when you put it in conversation with Israel, they have a lot in common. When we pull up to our text in Zechariah chapter 4, it is a conversation between an angel yes. and the prophet Zechariah. Yes. And during this time, Zechariah uh, and Israel and them were going through a rough season. Right. Yeah. They were going through a rough time. Yeah. They had been, uh, Israel had been captured by the Babylonians. While they were in captivity, the Babylonians were captured by the Persians. Mm -hmm. While they were uh, captured in conversation before they ever uh, started to move through this captivity, there were prophets walking around saying that they were going to be in bondage only for a little while. The word that Jeremiah said, said, no, y'all ain't going to be here for a little while. (laughs) Y'all going to be here for 70 years, I don't know about you, but 70 is a long time. No offense to my 70-year-old people, but 70 is a long time to be in jail, so to speak, to be in bondage for 70 years. And there were people walking around prophesying. said, "No, you're going to be released." From this god said no no they're not they're not going to be released and during all of this in conversation with all this nebuchadnezzar uh, who has a thing for fire burned down the temple that solomon built this was the temple that david had plans for that Solomon was able to build and Nebuchadnezzar burned it to the ground. Not only did he have a fire problem, but he had a worship problem. Because in Daniel chapter three, he tried to get the three Hebrew boys to bow down and to worship him. And I guess he figured if I burned down their temple, then they got no choice but to worship me. But the pandemic taught me that I can worship God anywhere. I can worship him in my car, in my bathroom, in my basement, in my garage, while I'm cutting the grass, that God will meet me right where I am. Because my worship is not bound to a place, but it's bound to the person in which I worship. And his name is Jesus the Christ. He said, all right, I'm going to burn down the temple put them into captivity, didn't have a place to worship. Israel was in a strange season, in a strange place, in a strange land, trying to figure out how to move and to operate. And when the captivity, of, when their captivity ended rather, then the word of the Lord came in Ezra to say, listen, y'all been building houses and, and restoring y'all life back together. But I need you to go and build the temple. So they started they started building the temple. They laid the foundation. Took them two years to do it. They, that's a that's a nice that's a hefty foundation. Laid the foundation And people were still talking Because the foundation was not as big As the old temple yes, on, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, they, they laid the foundation did, did follow the instructions of the Lord But people were still complaining Because they was comparing it to what it used to be Instead of being thankful for what they have now I'm trying not to turn the corner. I'm trying to stay straight. But never mind. Let me just turn it. That's, that's like some of us, right? Things are, 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 are not what they once were, but we got a little bit of something. And we're complaining about what things have been versus being thankful for what we have now. We get upset because we got one service instead of two. Oh, I'm sorry, I said that I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we murmur because Sunday school is different and this and that. Not realizing that it's just a blessing that we're able to come back in the house of the Lord and lift our hands and give God praise. When we were in bondage with mask on for three years, I, I I'm trying to tell you. They were complaining. Because it didn't look like what it used to look. And here they are. Building the foundation. Foundation is set. It's a, it's a strong foundation. And you know black church folk. Some people showed up and said, hey, we want to help you build this temple. These, these were the, the, the Samaritans who, who got uh, into Assyrian captivity. They had a split back in the day. Uh, said, we want to help you build a temple. And, and Zerub said, no, nah, y'all, y'all can't help us. So, so they started writing letters to the, to the kings and the deacon boards and the trustees and all you. You, you know what I'm saying? You know how we do. We're going to vote him out from the building project. We're going we to get rid of him. Because we're not, he's not allowing us to participate in the building of the temple. So in Ezra chapter 4, verse 21, the king of that time said, no more building. And the temple building came to a halt. For about 17 years. Strong foundation. Foundation is laid. Got the tools and material to build. But the the building plans have stopped. Let me dig a little bit. What have you been working on? that you've allowed other people to stop you from building. What, what, what have you, what has God assigned to your hand? That you say, I can't build that because of existential opposition. Can I tell you that anytime God has an assignment for your life You have to expect No you have to expect The devil Showing up Trying to wreck the plan That God has For your life and you got to understand that he's very cunning He comes like a thief In the night and what he'll do when God, he'll look at uh, uh, he will look at a glimpse, God will give him a glimpse of what you're going to be while you're a child. Yeah. And then he'll inflict childhood trauma on you that you got to unpack as an adult. Yeah. Let, let, let me lay lay here for a second. Sit down. Right. <laughs> it, 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 it bothers you. The enemy assigns demons to you as a child no no he can't get to you but he, he gets there. he lets them touch you he lets them harm you he lets them take you to places and let you see stuff. he exposes you to stuff to get you off course because he recognized that God has a plan for your life and so he tries to destroy the plan in its infancy because if he can destroy the plan in its infancy, he doesn't have to deal with it in its maturity. And some of us have grown uh, in age, but we're still stuck in our infancy. Because the plan of the enemy has stole and robbed us. And we've been so uh, hell bent on trying to get back what the devil stole instead of leaving it in his hand and trusting God for more. That we want to handle and try to get back yesteryear. When, when, When God has his hand on you, when he has a plan, the enemy shows up with opposition. He comes to fight you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, he comes to pull you in every which way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, he, he downloads uh, stuff into your spirit by, yes, by what you hear and what you watch. Uh, Those things come up and you wonder why you thinking about and feeling how you feel. is because he, he's been trying to distract you yes, from ever tapping into what God wants you to do. Yes. So here my man Zerubbabel is, he's frustrated. He's dealing with opposition, demonic opposition. That's why it's important for us to put on the whole armor of God. We gotta make sure we have on our helmet of salvation. Got to make sure we have on our breastplate of righteousness. Got to make sure we have our sword. We got to make sure we have our shield of faith. We got to make sure we have our belt of truth. We got to make sure we got our feet ready to go. We got to put on the armor of God because the devil doesn't fight fair. No, he don't fight fair. He, he, He fights to destroy Whatever God has intended to prosper. So here Israel is. Here they are. They're in a a strange state. No temple to worship. Zerubbabel is frustrated. He's fatigued. He's been waiting years and years to try to build what the Lord has assigned to his hand. The Lord sends a message to Zechariah. Zechariah, he said, listen, uh, Zechariah don't even understand in totality. <laughs> he, he says, uh, do, you, do you, let me paraphrase. He said, do you know what these are? He said, no, nah, I don't know what these is. <laughs> he said, I, I, don't even know, I don't even know what you're showing me. I was asleep and you woke me up and now you are trying to be all deep. I, I was knocked out, Lord. And the prophet is really trying to be respectful of, of this vision, but he's like, no, I, I, I really don't. And the Lord shows him a vision. Says, go, go, go to verse 1. Go to verse 1, too. I, I want to show you what he, what he sees. Go to verse 1. Shows him a, a vision. And in this vision, there is this manure. Manure, rather. Sorry, not manure. Manure. <laughs> Sorry about that. Your mind went somewhere else. <laughs> like, wait, he showed him some cow? now. <laughs> but he showed him a manure. And it had seven stands. It was like a lip stand. And these, this stand was connected to two olive trees. And from the olive tree, oil flowed into the manure. And that is how the fire in the manure stayed lit. Because it was connected to the oil. Let me try that again. That's how the fire stayed lit. Because it was connected to the oil. It was two trees. One represented the spirit of the Lord. Yes. The other represented the person of Jesus Christ. And, and, this, and it was flowing into this manure. And oftentimes the manure, not oftentimes, the manure was placed in the entryway of the temple. That was the light that lit the temple. So what he showed him was the light being brought into the temple and the oil never running out. and the, and the manure never manure rather, never running out of life, because it was connected to the source. <laughs> and when you're connected to the oil of the Lord, Does not matter what happens or what comes your way because you got oil on you that even when the enemy places you in the fire, you won't get burned because you're already on fire because you're connected to the oil of the Lord. When there is oil on you, there is something very distinctive about the fire. Oil fire is different from wood fire. Oil fire is different, oil fire gets hotter than hot. Oil fire burns at a different temperature Because the oil can't burn itself out, it just has to keep on burning. But the oil is pumped through this manure and faster, as fast as it burns, it just keeps getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. Let me show you, that's what happens, supposed to happen when we come in church. We got to be so tapped into the spirit that when praises go up, more praise should go up. When worship go up, more worship should go up. When somebody shouts hallelujah, somebody should shout glory. When somebody says thank you Jesus, somebody should say he's able. That's what happens when you are on fire. But oh Lord, that's, that's what Zechariah saw. He, he saw Israel on fire. But he said, "Now nah, I don't know what I saw. He says, all right. So he says, so let me, let me cut to the chase. Verse six, he says, not, he said, tell, tells the rubable, not by might or force, that not by the work of an army, not not how Solomon did it. Not how David would have done it. Not how predecessors done. it. But, but, but you got to understand that you can use that might because might, this is not a, a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. See, Zerubbabel was building a physical temple for spiritual people. And when you're building something spiritual, the physical cannot fully grasp what's happening and you can't use physical stuff to build spiritual things. That's like trying to pull your gun out and shoot the devil. You can't shoot the devil. He's spiritual. And so you have to step into the spirit to adequately deal with What's in that realm? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Says not by power. You can't fight your way through this. He says but by my spirit. Amen. He, he, says, he says you, you can't do it by, by an army. You can't do it by, by workers. But this building happens by my spirit. Amen. And the Lord wants to do a work in this house. Using his spirit. And we have to embrace his spirit and the pneumatological work of God. It's, it's, it's Ezekiel chapter 37 where Ezekiel's in that valley full of dry bones. Whole house of Israel was there scattered on the floor. And he says, he says, Ezekiel, sit down. And he sits down on this open valley floor and he can see bones everywhere. Bones and he, matter of fact, he probably even sitting on the bone. He sees bones everywhere. God says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? He says, I don't know, but you do. He says, he says, What I want you to do is I want you to prophesy to the bones. They dead, they bleach. they white. Okay, so he start prophesying to the bones. And when he start prophesying to the bones, bones that went with other bones start coming together. Toe bone start connecting to the foot bone and the foot bone start connecting to the ankle bone and the ankle bone start connecting to the leg bone and the leg bone start connecting to the knee bone and the knee bone start connecting to the thigh bone and the thigh bone start connecting to the hip bone and the hip bone start connecting to the backbone and the backbone start connecting to the shoulder blades and the arms start coming together and the skull start coming together and all the bones were collected together and they were standing up. Then he said, Prophesy. That flesh would cover, and flesh started covering the bones. And they were standing, they were laying rather uh, there on the floor. He says, now I need you to do something. He says, I need you to prophesy to the wind. Now, 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 I've been been alive a long, well, 32 years, but I've been alive a little while. (laughs) And I ain't never seen wind before. I've seen what wind can do. I've seen the wind blow the tree, but I've never seen it before. So he says, listen, Ezekiel, prophesy to what you can't see. He says, speak to the wind. And the wind filled them, and they had breath in their body, and they stood like an army. Because when the spirit shows up, the spirit can connect stuff that's broken and dead and bring stuff back and allow you to stand in places where people said you were dead and allow you to walk in doors that were shutting your face. Because that's the power of the spirit. They were together. But then in Acts chapter 2, the spirit fell. When the spirit fell, uh, Peter uh, started preaching from the book of Joel. He was preaching a mighty good Old Testament sermon. Says your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And they were shouting and praising and the room was filled and they were speaking in everybody's languages and everybody understood each other. They were in unity together because the spirit brings unity. What he tells us. In Zechariah chapter 4, is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Because my spirit has to do a work on the people that I'm building the house for. And that if the people are not ready to walk into the house, it can't be built. Just maybe, just maybe, God delayed the temple of being built so that the hearts of the people would be ready to enter into the temple. Just maybe, the Lord took us through a pandemic so our worship would be right. Just maybe, God allowed us to go through some seasons and some situations that would elevate our faith and elevate our praise. Just maybe, God allowed you to go through the of the shadow of death so he can show you that he walks with you and he talks with you. Just maybe. Says, not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit. I'm almost finished. They keep flashing this time on the screen. I know Pastor Venice preached hour. I know he an hour. Take that time off. I know he preach hour. I got time. <laughs> I need, I need 10 Baptist minutes. Hey, <laughs> Dr. Smith, I need 10 Baptist minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all silly. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> Yeah, give me my, thank you, all right. (laughs) Says, not by might, not by power, but by my my spirit. And I've discovered that pastoring is not fleshly or physical. Pastoring is spiritual. And that you can't use systems to lead the house of the Lord. You have to have spiritual disciplines in place to lead the house of the Lord. And this is just confirmation for you because this is a house of prayer. This is a house of worship. And our pastor is led by the spirit. Yeah, 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 he's led by the spirit. And what happens is when a church is out of alignment, it'll use might and power to try to control and manipulate the people when God wants them to be free. And aren't you glad you got a pastor that walks in the Spirit, that leads from the Spirit, and pours out every Sunday what the Spirit has to say to the church. You, you, there that, that, that should be some more clapping. There should be some more clapping. Because in a world where it's easy to name it and claim it, and to get, do $200 and $500 lines, and pull up at, at Rolls Royces and big old mansions, why you go to work Monday through Friday, yeah. seven days a week, pray your tithes uh-huh. and manipulate the people and never put it back into the house of the yeah. Lord. You ought to be giving God praise oh, yeah. because he's accountable to a power yeah. Yeah. that's higher than him. So he says, not by might, not by power, nor by my spirit. So, so they, they start to build The temple again. But this is a word. In Zechariah, we're we're not going to see what happens. We have to read the book of Ezra to understand the totality and the backdrop of this message. But in Ezra, they start to build the temple again. After 17 or so years, they start to build again. That's a word for somebody Uh that you can build from the foundation that's already been built. A lot of people, and what he has now is experience, that he's not starting from scratch. He's starting from experience. You got it. And he understands the enemy's opposition. Yes, sir. He knows what they're trying to do. Yes, sir. And so he knows he has to step now into a spiritual position. Yes, sir. And lead and guide the people spiritually. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To resurrect what's built. Yes, sir. I'm finished but I want to show you this last thing. When we look at Zerubbabel's temple is, is what it's called oftentimes it's compared to Solomon's temple. Yeah. Solomon's temple, the Shekinah glory came in and filled the house, lit the lamp on fire. But in, in, in Zerubbabel's temple, we don't get much occurrence that happens in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament where we see Zerubbabel's temple on full display. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let, let, let me see if I can show you, and I'm going yes, to my seat. This is the same temple where Simeon held baby Jesus and said, "I have seen salvation with my own eyes. Yeah, yeah, this, this is the temple that, that Jesus turned tables over in. This is the temple where people where Jesus healed bodies. And this is the temple where lives were changed. All I'm trying to tell you is that you can't look at what you used to have. You got to look at what you have now and look at what God wants to do with what he has now. And I promise you, you'll see Jesus show up in what you're building, and he'll walk in there, and he'll talk in there, and he'll do stuff for you that hasn't been done. I'm finished. When you look at at, at, at this temple, it's the same temple that they talked about said the foundation was too small, said things would never come to fruition, that God used this very temple. What an amazing moment to to demonstrate that your condition is not your conclusion. That just because it's small, this is not the end of it. Just because it doesn't look like what it used to look like, it's not over for it. Can you you find your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not over. It's not, it's it's not over, it's not over. I got one more witness for you. It was a Friday. Yeah, and they had beating the night before yes, sir. all night long. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Doctor said he was in grave condition. Yes, had blood dripping from everywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Had blood on his head. Paint the Paint the he was not recognizable. They was marching him from judgment hall to judgment hall. They then took some nails and drove it in his hands. Start separating the nerves. Took another nail and put it in his hands. Start separating the nerves. They, They put nails in his feet. You, you got to see him And then they said You know what We're going to lift him up But I heard something said That if I be lifted up All, all men unto me, He was in bad condition Condition was so bad That, that the doctors didn't even want to look at What was happening to him and He stayed on that cross a little while not only did he stay on that cross a little while, they, they, he, he eventually hung his head and died. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Said his condition was irrecoverable. He was not going to recover. They placed him in a borrowed man's tomb. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They said it's over for Jesus now. Surely he's not getting up from this. They went there Saturday morning. And he was still there. With that Saturday afternoon, and he was still there. With that Saturday evening, and he was still there. With that Saturday night, and he was still there. They said, Well, I guess it's Sunday now, and we ought to go check on him and see if he's there. And they said, Early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand and it testified that his condition was not his conclusion walked around earth for about 50 days and showed his hands they looked at his hands and his hands had the holes in them had the nail prints in them had crowns of throwing prints on them but he was alive and walking You know what he did, don't you? He ascended into heaven. I'm finished now. And he descended the Holy Spirit. And you want to know how you're going to make it through your condition. It's the spirit that lives in you. It's the reason you move and have your being. It's the power of the spirit that talks with you and walks with you. It's the Spirit that gives you covering and utterance. It's the Spirit. So when you face your situation, say, not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit, said the Lord, that your condition is not your conclusion. That's my message. But just tell somebody your condition is not your conclusion. You got the wrong neighbor find somebody else. They don't believe it. Say your condition is not your conclusion. I guess I'm going to keep on saying it until you get it. Your condition is not your conclusion. Your condition is not your conclusion. Your sickness is not going to take you out. It's not over for you. You shall have a hope and a future. Your condition it's not your conclusion. I wish I had help here. But just tell somebody, my condition is not my conclusion. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That's, that's our truth that the only way we make it through this life is by his spirit. Nothing else. Nothing else can get you through tough times but his spirit. And that is the ingredient for you to start all over again. I say this last thing. Job, we're reading. we love loving. we love loving. We love Job. Pastor Vendez loves Job too. Job lost everything. Except his wife. The reason why that is because God always leaves you something to start over with. And his wife is a picture of his spirit, of God's spirit, that God always leaves us something on the inside to start over with. And maybe you're here today I got you, Justin, don't worry about it. Maybe (laughs) you're here (laughs) today. And you're like, you know what? I'm in a strange place. Got a strange condition. Dealing with some strange things. And I don't want to give my life to Christ because I've done that already. But I want to come to the altar for prayer. that's you, would you stand to your feet? Would you stand to your feet? Come on, church. Would you stand to your feet and say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to come to the altar. The altar is open. I, 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 We're we going to get to salvation in a minute. But I sense that there's somebody here that's like, yeah, I, I thought it was over for me. But you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. It's not over. Until God, you got it, Till God says it over. So, so the altar is open for you. Don't be scared, don't be ashamed. Some of you have survived some of the worst seasons in human history. That your story should be in the history book. but you're you're here. And you've been sitting here trying to figure out what that really looks like. What is God asking you to do? This altar call is for you. But you've been trying to do it by yourself. Human wisdom. Human strength. God said, nah, let me do it." Yeah. Yes. Is there anybody here that wants, wants God to do it? Yes. Yeah. That's said, just come on, just come on. The altar open, y'all make some room. Y'all make some room. Y'all make some room. conditions they come and they go they do and they have a way of altering our perspective <laughs> fracturing our faith so to speak but your condition it's not your conclusion you know the Oftentimes, the doctors come in and they give you all their medical knowledge. You got two years left. You ain't gonna get healed from this. You're gonna be on this medicine the rest of your life. And they have concluded that this is how it's gonna be. But we serve a God that's greater than the doctor reports. You know I discovered God don't ain't interested in profit and loss statements? <laughs> that he knows how to make up the difference yeah. at the bank? Because yeah. I got it bigger yeah. than that. Yeah. All right, let's pray. Y'all turn around. Y'all, I can't see y'all. <laughs> That's better. Y'all, okay. Yeah, y'all turn around. I got to see y'all. Y'all, y'all turned around to them. Look. Look, look at me, look at I, I want you to know that your condition is not your conclusion. I know it's been rough. I know it's been rough. I know the, the going has been tough. The day to day. It's been rough on us. Not just, not just y'all, but, but me too. And even though I'm standing here, I'm standing down there with you. I tell you this and I pray. This past week, mama had a mini stroke. She back there. (laughs) She back there. Scariest day of my life. Oh, yeah, scariest day of my life. Doctors couldn't find nothing wrong other than a little bit of malfunction. Because conditions are not our conclusion. Mama's here as a testimony to to tell us it could have went another way but it didn't. We could be getting ready for a funeral but we're not. And so when you put those kinds of things in conversation with what we go through we got to determine that our condition is not our conclusion. Father even now By your spirit, we pray that you would touch everybody that is at the altar, and even those who are in the congregation that that stayed in their seats but really wanted to come, that you would touch them with a fresh touch of your power and your anointing, that you would activate inside of them what you have placed in them, and that you would tell them the story of the oyster. That you take the irritants and make something beautiful out of it. That Lord, everybody at this altar has something valuable on the inside. Lord, I pray that you allow them to give birth to what it is that you placed in them and allow them to become everything that you have called them to be. We cancel the assignment of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Devil, you can't have those who are under the sound of my voice. They are covered in the blood of the Lamb. And so you may get in, but you can't kill them. You may try to attack them, but you can't take them out. These are God's people. These are God's children. And they're covered by his blood, the blood of Jesus. That with doubt, that with worry, When all of these things creep in, let us be able to raise up a standard, Lord, of all the battles and victories you have won for us. And let us rehearse that our testimony is that you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for what you're getting ready to do. In the lives of these people. Lord, we thank you for the ways you'll get ready to make. Lord, we thank you for the healing that's going to take place. Lord, we thank you for the deliverance that's going to take place. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The only name that changes. The only name that heals. In Jesus' name. Amen. Your condition.